We would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the lands in which we gather and speak today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening. Sovereignty has never been ceded and the treaty was never signed. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey there, everybody. It's Deddy here from the FND podcast and welcome to the Deb and Deddy show. Hello. We are joined today with Jess as we talk a little on FND, of course, for FND Awareness Day. So for everybody here, happy FND Day. Well, I'm grateful for the time and it's always so wonderful to talk to these lovely ladies. So why don't we just jump right in? Guess who's It could here? only happen to us. I know, right? Oh. My goodness. Well, here we are again. I'm... Oh, Jess. <laughs> it's the famous author. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Deb. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Good. That's good. This is a surprise. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hello. <laughs> That's okay. Good morning and welcome to the Deb and Daddy show. <laughs> so, it's FND Awareness Day tomorrow, which means yes. you guys will be listening to this. Whoever's listening is going to be listening to this um, on FND Awareness Day. So, happy FND Day. Um, and I am going to ask three questions. Okay, first thing first. Why is it so important to raise awareness for FND? Jess, you go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to speak, Deb. Oh. Um, oh, because of how stigmatized this condition is yeah. and how, like, we're only, like, in comparison to other neurological disorders, we're in the Stone Age. So awareness, like, it needs to just be a household name, like, you know, every other neurological condition because it's just, it affects too many of us and it is, it's extremely debilitating, so. Yeah. I was saying to Daddy yesterday that it saddens me that when I go on and I read the posts of the newly diagnosed uh, people or they've been going through it for about six to 12 months, the treatment that still that they receive in the hospital system, not only the hospital system, but the GP, your doctors, Mm -hmm. um, it saddens me because so much research has gone into it yet they're still battling the they go into hospital they present with see like a seizure they can't move they can't talk someone mentions the fnd they go off and they come back and go oh you'll be right just go yeah and it's so it, it is so wrong and it baffles me that it is still happening to this day with all the research that has gone into fnd um and the known facts and I was only saying to Daddy yesterday, they need to go through and all that information on Google that, that mentions conversion disorder, all that crap that we know about because we've been living with it for so long now, just wipe it and let's just put the real facts there. Mm. That's true, yeah. And I believe mm. that as well, um, you know, we need uh, a universal F&D treatment worldwide and globally as well. It really has to change. Some states have an FND clinic. I know they never existed when I was dealing with all those years. It was only back in, I think it was 
back in 2017, 18, that they don't, Dr. Um, Alex Len was just educating the GPs around the Queensland area that I'm in, mm-hmm. and that they were about thinking about opening up a centre for FND, but they would only accept, still this baffles me, they only accept people that had been diagnosed within the first six to 12 months. Yeah, that's stupid. It's the same it's here. Though. Like, there's a clinic yeah. here that's only accepting um, that's only accepting people who have been diagnosed, not on the yeah. way to. So, mm. yeah. 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 Very sad. So we're still very important to still get it out there. Yeah. Not just like for this um the awareness day but every day of the year wherever you can Mm. true well the second question i've got is what difference would it have made to receive proper treatment and support for fnd for your fnd from the get-go as opposed Mm. to now what would it have done for you what wouldn't it have done is the question yeah (laughs) like i i think it would have prevented a lot of undue stress, trauma, yes. the merry-go-round of specialists that you need to see because you're dealing with, obviously, like for myself speaking, we're dealing with my heart, my head, my movement. Every aspect of your central nervous system was being affected. And, of course, they had no idea and they just said, oh, it's all in your head. Mm. Yeah. You know, so wrong. You know, like I may may have been able to prevent knowing what I've been through with my rehab, knowing the strategies and what triggers a, a, an FND flare-up, how to be really aware of, of your body and listening to it, knowing when to rest, pacing, all of those things that we're actually taught, if you're lucky enough to receive the right treatment from the right professional professionals, which is including all of your allied health, yeah. which are very important. That's true. What about you, Jess? Yeah, pretty, pretty much the same right. thing, sort yeah. of just like it would have completely avoided the whole like trauma of thinking that it was my fault and it was in my head and there was a whole like grieving process that I went through that was extremely traumatic. Mm. Um, that was just not necessary. Well, that that's right. And along with 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 going through all these myriad of symptoms, there's the loss of. I know for myself, I lost first. I lost my light. I wasn't allowed to drive. Then I had to relocate because of trance, um, getting to and from work. Then eventually it hit the stage where I couldn't even work any a, a, anymore. So all that loss is so traumatic. I mean, I think they say that a, ma- a moving house is one of the biggest stresses in someone's life. You think you lose your house, you lose your job, you lose your licence. It's like you've lost your independence. The life that, that we had before is no longer the you that was there before is no longer. You're still you, but it's a different it's a different you. You learn who your true friends are. Um in a lot of ways. Um you lose a lot. And it, it, it's just it's debilitating. The effect that it had on me was horrible. Yeah. Mm. 
I think it would have helped a lot, especially when first diagnosed, at least um, having some sort of direction and not having to source out my own treatment and, you know, yeah. just being guided and having the right information at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I, I agree with I both start, of you. I started having symptoms back in 2008 and 2009. It actually wasn't until 2017 that I was diagnosed by a professional neurology department and he said to me there's really only two places that you can go to receive the, the treatment that you need he told Rodney and myself that I was extremely sick because at this stage I couldn't talk I couldn't walk I was just an absolute mess yeah that was Brisbane or Melbourne wow and still but all those years had passed and the damage was done it's especially when they say that apparently timing is, like, crucial, like, in the first couple of months of, like, yeah. onset of symptoms, mm -hmm. timing is crucial in order to see progress. Yeah. But, yeah, like, like, you can say that all you like, but if you're not fucking doing your job and diagnosing people properly and offering the support that they need, then you're going against your word yes. and you're basically damning them to a lifetime of problems. Well, that's yeah. why we have to change it. Um, somehow mm. it has to, like, this has to stop and we have to move forward. Exactly. Yeah, like having to relocate from my home yep. of, of 20 years to a place, you know, there's another loss. Yeah, another stress to adjust to as well with your whole body as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Well, Terrible. The, the last question I have is what message would you give to those now who are newly diagnosed? I mean, there's heaps. Um, <laughs> I see your faces going, where do I start? Oh where do God. I start? I think my there's... message is going to be like kind of mean, so maybe I shouldn't answer. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, first thing no. is that learn, read about your condition. Then you need to self-advocate. If you don't like what someone has said to you, you tell them and you can do it in a nice way. In some ways, I would educate the practitioner. Um, if they're not aware, you need to educate them so they become aware, aware of it. Trust what your body is telling you. And most of all, if you're dealing with, yeah, you say we call it a flare-up and you know when you're in a flare-up because everything just doesn't work, you rest. Yep. And I know that's really hard because people got the, you got to go to work, you got to earn money to pay bills, you've got children, you've got that, but you must listen to your body. Try and make your life as stress-free as possible because it has a big impact on your FND. And just advocate and fight for you, fight for what you believe. No, this is not right. This is not right. Because not only do people live with FND, they also live with comorbidities. Not everything is FND. You live with FND plus other things, which comes along with it, unfortunately. You're a prime example of that, Deb. You really yes. are. And it's so unfortunate that um, every time we talk to you, as I said yesterday, you're going through another major procedure. Like every yesterday, fine. I, I've had this symptom, this current one now. It's like it's profuse sweating yeah. of the head. Cannot stop it. Mm. 
the vagus nerve has a lot to do with it. Um, it's just your auto- autonomic system just not functioning yeah. properly. It's which not which really affects. Yeah, which is affecting everything at the moment. But yes, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing you, uh, Jess. Is there anything that you would like to add? Yeah, I mean, when I said that, like my answer would be kind of mean. I just mean kind of blunt. Yes. Where it's just like sometimes you have to. You can't just shoot yeah. code it all the yeah. time. It's going Look, to I get be this. Okay. I get. I get countless messages on my Instagram from newly di- diagnosed people asking for advice and, you know, saying I've just found your page. I found it really helpful, you know, um, just been diagnosed. I don't know what to do sort of thing. And my answer is pretty much always the same where it is. It's pretty much what Deb just said, where it's just like you have to become your own professional and you have to understand F and D to its fundamentals, like how it affects you, but, but also just what it is to the very basis to its core because I think as soon as you understand that, when you experience a scary symptom, it's not as frightening because it's you understand why it's happening and mm. how it's happening and you also understand how to get through it. And to, in my experience, how to stop it. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm. And it's like really really important knowledge to have because it means that you can keep on going. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it just I think just be gentle on yourself. You really oh, have to just. The, that's the hardest thing too because yeah. you're so yeah. critical really of hard. yourself. Yeah. yeah. But that's unfortunately like, it's just. This morning, yesterday I was fine. There was no sweats. I had it all under control. You were going great, Guns. From this this morning, from the moment I woke up, you know, I've had a shower and having a. Sh- this is like we're, we're just saying the basic things. Even having a shower, just a shower, it's a normal thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exhausting. exhausting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then like do your hair, and then the next minute the whole thing is just wet, mm. and and it, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. I went out for dinner, but I went out for my, my girlfriend come and stay with me last weekend and we thought, oh, we'll go up to the local pub and have dinner. Had a shower. Oh, I took my time because I knew that I would go through the little sweats. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Got to the pub, just broke out. How mm. embarrassing. It was like I'd been in a shower. Yeah. I've suffered from hyperhydrosis for yeah. I was all trying of my to remember life. the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I get affected really badly in my armpits, mm. but also my hands and feet to the point where I was extremely embarrassed at school because it would show through my u- uniform and at work mm. as well. Oh. And I still suffer from it today, but I care less now because I'm just yeah. like, it is what it is. Well, it's <laughs> I'm a sweaty gal. <laughs> But yeah, it's my head. It's not my hands or my arms. Yeah, it's hard to hide. And yeah, I think my goodness, you know, like I lived in pants for over twenty years. That's hot. Mm. None of it. And then, like, all of a sudden, the last year or so, it, a year, it just has come on board. And with Daddy and I were talking about this also yesterday. Just because you have my FND from the very beginning looks totally different to the FND that I have today. Yeah. Yeah. 
never like I said I call it my mixed bag of lollies because I never know what I'm going to wake up with. I mm. also say it's like Forrest Gump, you know, the chocolate. Yeah. You both got it. Actually, um I'll add it I'll add this question in, right? Oh, by the way, before we go into this question, I want to add something. I'll put my two cents in. Um also be your own advocate as well and don't accept anything less. Literally, if you feel as though you need someone else to treat you. Don't just go, look, I'll, I'll yeah. just give this good person. I just settle. Yeah. Keep mm. going. Keep looking for the right one for you, the right fit. Um, so the last question, last, last question, I promise, is how do you deal with new symptoms that just arrive all of a sudden? Because it will happen and it has happened to a lot of us. Okay. The way I deal with it is if something presents that I haven't had before, I will let it ride for a couple of weeks to see if it's if it stops or if it continues on, then I'll go and I address it with my doctor. Um, I have a I think another another thing is to have a very good relationship with your doctor if you can. I see mine fortnightly. I think, oh, this is new and um I'll just monitor it. For that two weeks, if it settles, go okay, all right. But if it continue, if it's gone for that two weeks, I definitely address it with my doctor, and and it's very important because as I'm, I won't go into details, but for me, yes, it's FND, but it's also organic, um, which is having a major impact on my life at at the moment, and that's to deal with swallowing and digestion where stomach is not emptying food and um, we all know that FND is a functional disorder so it affects the functioning you may not have physically something wrong with 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 that part of your body but it is not functioning mm. properly so you really need to well this is not right this is this is just where has this come from I haven't had this before um, and follow your gut, advocate for yourself, stand up for yourself, and, yeah. yeah. You know your own body. I think because we've lived with it, well, you know, living with it, this, this condition, you learn to know what is your normal. Your normal may not be anyone else's normal, but it's your normal. And then what, hey, fuck, this is different. Where'd that come from? Yeah. I better better look at that. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. What that's you? how I deal with them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I, I actually, I still panic when it happens to me. Like, oh, this is really different. This is new. Mm. But then it automatically, honestly, it goes straight to F&D before I go, wait, hang on. It could be something else. Why don't we mm. go yeah. to the doctor? It's kind of the reverse because it's kind of shocking sometimes. It happens um, quite suddenly, and it's quite severe, some of my symptoms, when it's new. Yeah. So like some of mine is like, I feel like I'm choking. I, oh, my God, I'm going to choke. I can't. There's something in my throat. I, uh, I can't swallow. I can't breathe. Mm. And you've got to know how to calm yourself. You learn how to calm yourself back down as yeah. much. But it's bloody frightening. It is. It's scary. You know? I'm scared to eat. Mm. You don't eat, you don't poop. But in my case, if I eat, it's all in my stomach and I still can't poop. 
<laughs> Pooping issues. There you oh, go. good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Yeah, um, I recently in, I think it was the end of November, just before Christmas, I had my first bout of leg paralysis and like full paralysis. And that was extremely terrifying. Um, but again, it was just telling myself there's nothing damaged. Your spine's not broken. Like, you know, it's just your brain not talking to your legs for a second. And because I was talking to myself, it really helped. But I did lie on the floor crying for a second. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll admit it. I was like, holy shit. Um, I was like, I literally can't move my legs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the only way I can describe it is that there was like a physical wall between my head and my legs. Like there was just no communication whatsoever and it was the most interesting feeling I've ever had. Um, but I'm very stubborn, as we know, as the, I'm sure as Denny knows. Yes. Um, to the point where I was like, this is not fucking happening. And I forced my, I literally forced myself to get up and start walking again. And it felt like a, someone had taken a sledgehammer to my brain and it was mm. extremely painful and not probably not something I should have done really. It might've been damaging, but I was like, whatever, I'm not going to be in a wheelchair. This is not happening. So um, yeah, I, I think I approach the situations a bit differently than uh, like other people. I'm sure there's more people out there like me, but I'm very stubborn and very like, no, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't happening. Everyone yeah. is individual with how they react to these things. That's why, you know, for Deb and you and myself, we've just all described everything completely different of how we deal with this new symptoms. Mm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's not one fits all. So, you know, mm. however it is in the end, I think it's really important that, you know, Deb's got some really good points about, you know, what monitor it for two weeks, see how you go, go to the doctor mm -hmm. as yeah. for yourself too. Or you a know. week, you know, depending yeah. on the severity. How you, however you feel, yeah. However yeah. you feel, but yeah, yeah. it's just going to pass. You know, and the other thing, science, is we've, you've got to remember with FND, the more that you try to do what your body doesn't want to do, it's not going to work. So you use, I use distraction. So, I'll, I have absence seizures every day. So when I feel like that, then I'll snap myself out of it, um, or I'll try and ground my ground myself and try and think of something else to see if it's going to jilt back to like, oh yes, I, I, that's okay now. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. Um, my, my neuro neurologist gave me some really good um, advice when like having a seizure is you count back from 30. So you give the person, hopefully there's someone with you at the time, um, they get you to count with them back from 30. And usually by the time you reach about, you know, halfway, you're, you're fine, you're done. Because yeah, it's just, like you said, it's the distraction. Yeah. It's getting yeah. your brain to do something else. Yeah. Um, and that is, yeah, it, it's a really, really, really helpful tool. Well, I wish you all, whoever's listening, and to you guys, um, happy FND Day as well. Kind of like Christmas for all. I have us. to go vote, so oh, I'm do. kind of pissed off. How exciting! Not. <laughs> Make sure you get the sausage sizzle. <laughs> as they do. Um, but thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay safe, love hard, and peace. <laughs>
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. And that, my friends, was Deb and Jess on the Deb and Daddy Show. And it's so good to be back. Well, Deb also contacted me after the panel to say that if you're newly diagnosed with FND, try and go to a reliable source of information from the websites mentioned below on the links below here or to go to the FND Australia Support Services website as well as Facebook page. You know, on the Facebook page, there's all these files available there and there's so much current and relevant information. It's really handy. So why don't you just check it right out? Well, thank you, Deb, for letting us know about that too. And it's always so good to talk to both of you again, both you and Deb. Well, everyone in the meantime who are listening, please stay safe, love, heart and peace and happy F&D Awareness Day to you all. All right. Take care now. Bye. Okay, guys, please tell us what you think. If, if you have any questions, we'll try our best to help you. Most importantly, don't don't forget to subscribe with FND Podcast with the beautiful Debbie. Be an FND warrior. Spread the word about FND. It's so important to get that awareness out there. And hopefully uh, we'll chat. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.